Hey, what's up? Do you like sex, love, and astrology? I do. You're in the right place. Let's dig in. Let's go. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a little special edition of Astromantics. Maybe uh, a creepy edition. A creepy? a creepy edition. I think for me it'll end up being more of like still sexual because that is my house. It's Scorpio, right? Uh, it's really fun. I'm I'm excited for this episode. I'm excited for every episode, but you know. Like creepy sexy. Creepy sexy episodes. All right. Uh, so I thought I could share my screen as this will be on YouTube. So if you want to watch us do this live, you may. Uh, well, not live. I guess we're not live because we're recording it anyway. But the the mm -hmm. special episode right. is about Friday the 13th. I don't That's think we right. said that yet. We did. We said, yeah. We said creepy and sexy. But did we say Friday the 13th? Because that's what. We yeah. It. Special Friday the 13th episode. Yes. So it, we're talking about, so Friday the 13th is coming up and we wanted to like post something about it. And we thought what better way to talk about sort of mysterious, you know, themes of macabre or like uh, creepy, right. Or um, intensity, right. It's kind of a place of where we feel intense emotions, right. Which is what creepy and scary stuff is meant for you to feel ah, intensity a little bit. So astrologically, uh, Mary thought of the eighth house. I thought of the eighth house. So for Friday the 13th, which is associated with, you know, superstition, right? Associated with black cats and kind of Halloween vibes and bad luck, right? Mystery. It's mysterious, right? It's the mystery. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Mystery. Yeah. It, it's such a hard house to like fully explain because it's there's so many layers to it right it's it's like oh it's a watery place right ruled by scorpio mm -hmm. but um yeah it's it's mystery mm -hmm. it's sexy yeah it still has money involved in it Other it's also transformational it. it's death and rebirth it's where we will experience intense things that cause us to um transform in our life right mm -hmm um transformational is a huge piece yes right um we often talk about this house relating to magic right right and so that feels on brand for friday the 13th too there's something kind of magical about it um and yeah it's a it's hard to explain there's an etherealness there's a connectedness there's a what's on the other side -ness mm -hmm. to the eighth house yeah it's, i think a 12th house as well but mostly eighth because it's ruled by scorpio which gives it a darker um deep water murkier kind of vibe right right it's not too far off from the 12th the 12th is also yeah. very ethereal and existential and um what's on the other side more literally right whereas i think of eighth house as being maybe more like ghosts <laughs> yes on the other side whereas yes. i think be more like death itself Right. right. Like what's, what's next? Mm -hmm. uh, what's the next adventure cosmically? We've like definitely that. noticed that people who have things in the 12th house, especially a water, not sorry, not 12th, 8th, especially like a water, Cancer, Pisces, Scorpio, 8th house, 
uh, definitely tend to have sort of um, psychic vibes that they can't verbally explain. It's a felt thing. Mm -hmm. Seems to be. And it's not exclusive to this house, right? No. Um, no. For you to be psychic or magical or, um, right. you know, all of the above, it doesn't mean that you have to have like a packed eighth house, right? Um, it just kind of, when you have planets in there, explains maybe the flavor of these types of magic a little bit better. Right. Um, so it's not specifically plus two, but it is a, it's a mysterious house. And that's why we wanted to talk mysterious about it. Right? House. Well, let, I was going to share my screen and I was going to have on here um, what it means. Um, the, I was going to, I'm going to show the wheel. So let's share the screen first. Let's share that wheel. So here is an example of an astrological wheel and you see the words, right? Um, for those of you listening to the podcast, where I just basically Google searched, you know, astrological wheel meanings. Um, Astro Style is the website of the wheel I'm looking at specifically. So shout out to y'all for this uh, wheel and the writing of it. Um, first house, as we know, represents our self, our ego. I'm a baby. Second house is what are my resources? My hands can grab things, put in my mouth, right? And we go through, you know, the years, right? These are ages and we start here at 13 and I'll show a perfection year in a second. So you know when this eighth house hits. Um, so as a descriptor for the eighth house that is written here is um, the eighth house represents merging sex and intimacy, shared finances, inheritances, taxes, loans, assets, property joint ventures, goals, mystery and partners resources so sometimes we find that um this house eighth house uh whatever sign or planets are in there are also associated with people who will sort of give you resources or you'll end up merging somehow your resources with um or can signify it but it's intense stuff it's also you know what this writing doesn't have down here is you know, that death and rebirth, right? Right. When you merge with someone, you've got to, right, uh, find a flow, right? You've got to find um, who are we together in a way. Right. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a, a transformation in the shedding of self, right? right. Which would be um, why it's kind of opposite of where it is, right? Mm -hmm. uh, first house is self opposite right. of that is seventh other right second house is resources opposite so of that you make money right second house is how you make money your own resources and then the eighth house is other how do they bring it or we right not just me right not just transforming me. into a we not right. an i right right how do we how do we merge resources right. um and it, yeah i think yeah Go. Just that this verbiage is really heavy on the, the financial part, which I, I get. Right. But, you know, they sneak like taxes, loans, assets, property, joint ventures, goals, mystery. And then they go right back into partners resources, right? Mystery. Uh, like, let's expand on that a little bit, right? right? Like, yeah. But yes, I so I think they really like finance heavy on the verbiage. And it's not to underestimate like the fact that this is very financially 
motivated placement because Scorpio is pretty Contracts. motivated sign, right? Yeah. Like, uh, it's like, how serious are you? Let's get to the bottom of the seriousness of this. Um, my friend Paul is a Scorpio son and he always wants to like put a contract on it. What are, what are the rules on this? Almost like, what can I bind you to binding, right? That together, you know, merging. Yeah. Scorpio. I mean, I have a double Scorpio nephew and he's only eight and that kid has a way of people throwing money at him already right he's just really bold about asking for what he wants he has no indication that people should not be giving him these things right yeah um it, it is his double scorpio shows at a really young age and then it's like a virgo rising so the details right so yeah. he's like how much does the thing cost that i want right. oh i have to ask this person right? right so there's a natural ease around money and navigating it there's less of a, a stress, right? And I think that comes from the opposite of the second house too, right? The Taurus sign, second house is really conservative. Right. Scorpio, on the other hand, doesn't have to be. It doesn't understand really what conservative means, right? Yeah. It's not It's not in its nature. It just kind of knows um, somebody else's money will come in, right? right. And so it's yeah. a, it's some. It's something they might not even be fully aware of. No, Paul so. will also say things like, he'll say things like, I don't know how to not make money. And I'll be like, right. what the fuck do you mean? I don't even know what that means. Like, right. Money is Because harder. you have a Taurus second house with Chiron. I do. You guys want to look at my chart? Here's me. So being conservative with resources is more about what you know. Yes. Yes. Very right. much that. Uh -huh. And then other people's money in your chart has Uranus in it. So unexpected. Yeah. Uh, not dependable, right? Uranus is not dependable as a consistent thing. It flip-flops. I'm independent. I'm not. I'm independent. I'm not. I care. I don't. I care. I don't. Right. Uh, Uranus. I loved it. Uh, Uranus in a chart. It, so in my eighth house here, which is what we're now looking at for the listeners, my eighth house is Scorpio. And um Lacey yeah. is an Aries rising. So an Aries. everything matches up, right? First house Aries, second house Taurus, right? House Scorpio. Everything lines up perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so my eighth house um indicates that I so I have Uranus here. So planets in the eighth house matter. They make it personal or sort of generational, but um Uranus here also indicates um, Aquarius because it's the modern ruler of Aquarius, which is like outside the box, unconventional, um, independency systems. Uranus in a chart also indicates the area of our life that we don't need public opinion on. Um, I heard that once in a, a podcast. Um but it's it, it's where Uranus is in our chart is an indicator of I don't need society's approval to do this, to think this, to talk about this, right? In the eighth house of Scorpio, Scorpio wants to hide every fucking thing until it knows that it's ready, right? Or it comes out guarded. And then when everybody else is the same way, then it's like, okay, now I'll release, right? Um, but I definitely don't like to share my finances or how my finances are with other people. I like to keep that a secret. That's very real for that eighth house. 
Um, but where I get to be kind of unconventional is sex, actual merging of sex and intimacy. Uh, Uranus breaks rules, right? Right. So I have broken these rules a couple of times. So the first time I was a virgin when I got married, right? That's breaking a rule and most people don't do that, right? And then after I was married, I had sex with other people because we agreed on it, right? My merged person and I agreed on it. So I broke rules then, right? So Uranus is, I don't give a fuck, right? Um, so, I don't see you have an Aquarius sun too. So your vitality exactly. is around disruption, right? Uh-huh. You shine yes. in rebellion exactly. and revolution, right? Yeah. So you're a little bit ahead of the curve in term with that Aquarian. Right. Right. And sexually because of the eighth house, you're honest. But also you just you thrive because of that sun there. And Mercury, right? So you right. speak in bigger picture, you speak in being a revolutionary. Right. Um, I also noticed with my eighth house that prominent people um have either been either Aquarius or Scorpio who I have gotten resources from, right? My friend Paul, for example, he has a Scorpio sun and an Aquarius moon. He has provided physical things for our home, right? Like my children, he bought them all computers one year for school, right? And he's contributed yes. money, right? Like he'll he'll give us gifts of money sometimes just to be like, oh, oh hey, you know? Um, Mary, you have an Aquarius uh, moon, we work together. We share things together, right? Um, you are literally part of my merged other. You and Jeff are now my merged sort of other in this way, right? Where right. we have a shared bank account, which is our business account, right? Like we have right. those things. Um, I was also thinking of like, yeah, I have a lot of prominent. And I'm a Scorpio rising with an Aquarius moon. That's and right. here is your Scorpio and your Aquarius, right? And your eighth and 11th house. Right. So literally I've noticed that with other people. Right. Right. And then do we want to talk about yours really quick? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So this is is, Mary. Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot going on in my eighth house. Right. Right. Um, And so this is a good example of that also, but Mm -hmm. yeah, vertex faded meetings, right? Right. Um. So faded meetings online, you do have that. And then you join with people. You met Krista online, right? Yes. Yes. Like people I've merged with. And I feel like every time we have a reading. Yeah, is, Lemon and, yeah, all that. There's an intimacy, right? Like um, even in our readings, right? It feels faded a lot of the times, right? That's like where the magic is. Yeah, you right? but, money from others' resources online. That's literally like so many of your jobs, right? They're online. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much all. Which is funny because my third house, Saturn. Yeah. Right? So that's probably working online, working around tech. Right. But, um, working with the Capricorn, Krista. Um, our Cap rising yes. uh, in our uh, composite chart. But... Uh, what I thought was interesting, I looked at Tyler Henry's chart this morning, and um, he didn't have, he had an empty eighth house also. I mean, I have vertex there. It's not empty, empty. I mean, if we look hard enough, we can probably find asteroids in every single house, right? But 
void of any major placements, right? Your inner planets and generational planets. Um, but we both had stuff sitting across from it in our second house, mm-hmm. which got me thinking about a form of magic as a resource almost, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Not that the personal planet is in the eighth house, but that um, the resources are connected, right? Via being across from each other. Yeah. And so in his case, he had a um, moon and north node sitting mm-hmm. across and he had one other thing I can't remember, but, um, and in mine, it's sun and mercury. Mm-hmm. So my resources, right, are connected to, um my vitality my communication and second house resources sag right mm-hmm. so the sag qualities have something to do with resources but then they're tied to this um through opposition right they are tied to these faded meetings specifically but also this eighth house magic in general right this intimacy this right um merging point in the chart so well um, and mercury rules in your case specifically mercury is implicit in your eighth house because it's the ruler of that eighth right yeah right 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 because it which my eighth house specifically is in gemini right right? Mm -hmm. um Hmm. yeah uh, the other thought i have too is, is that scorpio is ruled by both uh as an overlayer right like in your chart, Gemini, Mercury is the ruler of your specific chart, but as an overlay, right? If we go with the traditional, it's Thema Mundi, right? Like the, yeah, yeah, uh, scheme, then then Aries is the first. And so it adds sort of like a Scorpio layer then to this eighth house, right? Because that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. So if we add the Scorpio layer for you, then Venus, Vesta, Pluto, become implicit in this eighth house as well as mars quick action when inspired day to day right and also what sixth house also has to do with what we're sort of enslaved to our duties to like what we have to do in a way anyway i don't know so those were like other things that kind of popped up on my mind so um yeah i think of i think of kind of like what you said like the we talk about workhouses right in our readings a lot those are the second six ten yeah um but i think a lot about the water houses right mm-hmm. yeah first fourth eighth and twelfth right and i think of those as naturally being heavily karmic because of their water disposition right right and so um in my case these watery houses um as far as like the fourth eighth and 12th mm-hmm. the first i just say that because mine's scorpio so there's water but like the first there are the fourth eighth and 12th and mm-hmm. my chart are air right so there's something about intuition and logicking that go hand in hand in my chart too so then it makes that eighth house gemini more interesting also right right like uh, um and i can totally vouch for that Gemini have been some of the most interesting people I've met throughout my whole life. Right. Right. I can remember my best friend. Yeah. My best friend in in third grade. Right. Right. Um, was hardcore Gemini. And I think it was the first time I ever felt seen. 
right? Yeah. Like she was quick and we would go back and forth. And um, I just, it was like the first, the first time I sag was able to sag with a Gemini. Mm, yeah. Right? So there's something about that, that is, that definitely feels faded. Right. Um, also, I think of some of our clients that we have from you directly, like um, uh, Krista Vossi, right? We call her Vossi, right? Mm-hmm. She's a Gemini son. Um, our client, uh, both of our clients, actually, so I was thinking about this too. Um, uh, one of our students, right? Christina, she is an Aquarius rising, my eighth house, right? Uranus. And she is a Gemini moon, your eighth house. And then I think of our other, our client, uh, Kathy, she's got an Aquarius sun, Uranus, my eighth house, and a Gemini rising, your eighth house. Isn't that interesting? Those are people who give us money on the reg, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And that other people's money, eh? is what we're talking about. But there's a magic to it too, right? Whereas I feel like the second house is more cut and dry, right? I own this land. I have lots of food just in case something happens, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas eighth house feels, you know, sitting opposite of the second house feels more like other people's money mysteriously and magically coming to me. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. in my case, the more Gemini, the better. Yeah. Like, the more curious, the more um, probably ferociously curious people. Right? Also um, childlike, right? People who have a lot of Gemini in their chart uh, tend to like, like, Disney, right? They like cartoons, right? There's, like, a cartoon <laughs> element. Kaylee. <laughs> Her yeah, Gemini Jeremy. rising. Uh, I've seen um, oh, okay. yeah. Jeremy's Gemini Mars definitely does. Yeah. yeah. Um, people who are good with numbers too, a Gemini, at least a moon, a Gemini moon for sure. And Gemini. Shout out to all Geminis and Virgos right now for Mercury retrograde oh, though. Oof. And that that full moon cancer. Oh my God. And cardinals, right? Cardinal signs because Mercury is in Mercury retrograde in Capricorn. So business stuff is getting like majorly hit right now, right? For people. Um, also people who have been long-term friends or acquaintances are coming back. That has definitely been true for me. I've definitely been hit up by or seen people on Instagram who I haven't thought about since like junior high and they're popping up and I'm like, oh shit. Right. Yeah. Where you're actually going backwards, right? Yeah. Hit up. Yeah. Some people revisiting the past, you might be, re- re- you might feel like revisiting mm-hmm. somebody in the past or they might be reaching out to you, right? Yeah. It's, it's a movement backwards that kind of happens so it's entirely possible my gosh super interesting okay Uh, so I was going to talk about maybe perfection year so that way people know like this is when the eighth house year will hit you I have our active yeah 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 this is when you can expect or when you can look back and say what was this year like for me or can I remember anything yes right magical monetary right something so if you google um perfection year wheel you'll get a bunch of options if you're watching on youtube you can see the option that i picked out star sign style is the website that of the wheel i'm using they're the ones who made it um so we'll notice here uh the first house of self has a zero to one because you're born you're not a year old yet 
So technically a year old doesn't start till one year old. Um, but yeah, so it goes, so the first slice is at zero and then the second house is one year old, third house is two, and it goes all the way around four five, six. So seven years old is the age that everyone is when they hit their eighth house perfection year. So this is a year that you might find others resources changing. This is the year that my parents got divorced. Drastic change in others' resources this year for me, that year for me, seven, which is notable to me. Scorpio also, Scorpio, eighth house, right? These same vibes that we're all describing right. have a layer of sex to it, right? Yes. So I wonder if hormones are probably at least yes. becoming a thing. Oh, even I if things for that as well. Seven years old is the year that I first got a crush that I remember. In, in kindergarten, um, his name was Eric. I don't remember his last name, but I was like, who is that? <laughs> was, was, it, was it spelled A-I-R-K? Like no, but I have a friend whose son spells it that way. No, it's, uh, I think it was E-R-C. I don't, E-R-I-C, but I, his, first, his name wasn't actually Eric. He wanted to be called Eric. So I don't even think that was his birth name. Whatever. He was complicated. This is why I liked him. <laughs> Come on, oh my God! Seven he was seven years old. Eighth house. He was yeah. a mystery. Uh -huh. You enjoyed the whole mystery. Totally. He was, and he was a kid who was misunderstood. He was like on the swings alone, kind of all the time. And I was like, oh, my Venus and Pisces is like, oh, oh my God, I think you need a a mental hug. My antenna's up, right? I can tell somebody's right. happy. So I I remember basically just walking up to him and being like, hey, like how's it going? Want to be a friend? You need a friend, right? And um, I remember we actually had some pretty great conversations. I remember being surprised by some of the things that he thought about in kindergarten. Like we actually talked about racism in kindergarten. That sounds like a very house topic. Right? I remember talking about that and being like all- Intense. Oh, you thought Intense. that? Yeah. <laughs> Intensity. Yes. Perfect. It was intense conversation. And then 19 is the year out is the next perfection year. It goes 12 years. It comes back around to 19. 19 is the year I am when I um am starting to move out on my own. I'm I'm looking for I'm I will actually be 20, I think the year after that, that I actually full-blown move out on my own. But 19 is when I'm moving, right? Uh, actually, I was moving from uh, that year I moved from, um, from Salinas where I was born to Sacramento. Right. And so I'm moving and, and I'm, I think, mm -hmm. I think I moved too. I was, I was kind of counting back, right. I moved out of my parents' house. So 17, that would be fifth house. Yeah. Right. Sixth house day to day wanting it to be different. Right. And I moved in with a family member and I didn't love it in Sacramento. And so I think for this, eighth house perfection I think I was actually I think that was the start of being in Grant's Pass and then um going to beauty school oh, other people's money right kind yes. of um yes right moving new career direction kind of a thing starting something right um and then I think 31 for me the year the next perfection year is when we started this business right in 2020 right right Right. Also a very spiritual year for yes, me. Yes, right. But then I think 
starting businesses seem to happen on my in my eighth house well, it's a joint years. venture it's a merged it's thing. ventures yeah. yeah right 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 it's um yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that's really interesting so oh. 19 you were moving to sacramento you said by 20 yeah this was so- like your kickoff Right. 19. Um, okay. So the sexual thing that happens here at 19, um, I'm dating a guy who, uh, hormones, right. I wanted to, uh, uh, there were, there were like two. Okay. Since we're, this is astromedics is vulnerable. I definitely wanted to, I, I have a memory. Okay. We're just going to go over. I'm just, I'll just share it. I have a memory. I was dating this guy. His name was Justin and I remember being at his house and I was wearing a dress and I was wearing nylons like underneath the dress. Right. And panties, of course. Right. I took off my nylons and we were dry humping. I'm going to say that. And um, he was like, what are you doing when I took off my pantyhose and the lights were off? We're in his room. I'm literally doing that. And, and then he asked, what are you doing? And then something about that question kind of brought me back to my senses. And I was like, oh, that's, and then my Virgo stellium of, uh, sorry, you're a virgin. I know you want to have sex. Mars Virgo, uh, Saturn is here to stop that. Dad is in this room and that's not going to happen. And so it took me right out of it. Daddy, daddy Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Daddy Saturn Jesus walks in, um, and, and so I didn't end up doing it. I ended up leaving actually right after that. Not that I didn't do other things, but still I, you know. You but your, your Venus Pisces almost got lost in the moment, almost swam with Very. The, the tide. Yeah. Because you had to be kind of jarringly woken up from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? That definitely oh, happened. 19. Also, I think the first time, so while I didn't have a penis in me, uh, I definitely did oral. And I think that's the year too, where, uh, I, I think I experienced the 69 too. Something about that. <laughs> Your memory is so good. I feel like I, oh, I have a great memory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so there is that, but no penises are allowed, right? That's, that was the cutoff. Okay. 31. Now this one, was a gigantic year for me, that eighth house perfection year. Jeff and I were just coming out of being a pastor and a pastor's life, right? We're, we're coming out of that. Um, this is the year I meet, I have a, a, a sexual awakening and this is actually what I was talking to Jeff about yesterday. Um, I had a sexual awakening that year, 31. We've left religion. Now, what does it mean to be married? This is a rule break. Uranus comes into play here too, right? Right, right. yeah. Rule break of, um, I meet this guy. Um, uh, we'll, we'll, I call him Johnny Dash, right? On here, not his real name. And um, I am, I have, so Uranus that year was also going over my first house in Aries. It was transiting there. So I had this gigantic, thing happening in my first house right like I had the, the it was like the sun mercury moon mars like everything was kind of happening there on the day that I met that person in particular so the cosmos was doing something big when I met this person um and I'm gonna have a huge 
sexual awakening. And then uh, Jeff is going to have one as well, right? Because he's only four months older than me. That means we're in the same perfection year at the same time. He goes first, I go next. So this mm-hmm. will be the year that we sign up for Ashley Madison because we decide to not be monogamous, 31. It's that year. And uh, we so so we start messing around with that. What does that mean? I start ha- I have sexual experiences outside of Jeff, right? For the first time ever also. Oh, yeah. That time, right? That was a huge one. That was a big one. Right, right. That's... um especially for your Virgo. Right. 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 Uh, um, Cause now that Virgo, the virginity is popped essentially at that point. Right. I'm married. I, right. So I have Uranus in the eighth house, which is breaking rules. So I break rules in I'm a virgin before married. Right. That's kind of a rule break here in like our world in general. And then I break the rules again by, Oh, you're supposed to be monogamous after you get married fuck that right so i rule break again right i break rules in sex and And again and again yes (laughs) like you're supposed to though right and so if we notice this 43 guess who's turning 43 at the end of this month me guess who's entering into another fucking eighth house perfection year me again what what are your thoughts feelings my predictions everything what i think are you nervous are you excited oh i'm excited um jeff already went into it and it's astromanics we've already interviewed him we know he's bisexual he's been engaging that side of himself with more like individual meetings like he has a person that he meets with on the reg right 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 um who's the man you know and he meets with them And it's kind of fun. I love encouraging him to go meet with this person. I wonder if some spectrum-y thing is going to happen with me. And I say this uh, because, one, um, there's a person that I've known at, so we attend the broadcast, right? Mary went for the first time with me recently. That's a, a women's sexual group, women of all ages. And we talk about sex. And like a sex positive. Very sex positive. Support group. <laughs> it's amazing. Please go to it. It's really good. It's in a sex club too, which was my first time ever going oh, in. you've never been was, in a sex club? <laughs> I'd never been in, you didn't know that? You didn't, you took me there and you didn't Oh my God, that. I had no idea. Did I just burst that? Oh my God, am I your first time, Mary? How fun. Yeah, you <laughs> popped my sex club cherry because that has not happened before. Oh I've, been, I've been to a strip club. I mean, I'm down. Yeah, I was telling Jeremy, I was like, we can all go. I'm down yeah. for the observation. I don't always, I can't guarantee I'm always going to be down to participate. Yeah. I'm always down to people watch right. anthropology, you know, study yeah. right. all of these things. So yeah, it was very interesting. Very cool. And the <gasps> vibe was so much different than what I would expect. Right. Right. And maybe it's because we had the meeting first. Mm-hmm. Right. But anyway, okay. You were going to say you feel you went to broadcast and you felt what? Okay. So it was called the dangerous women's collective before it was called the broadcast essentially. Right. Mm -hmm. Which I love both names. Um, so I think two things are going to happen. I think I'm going to get more resources. I'm going to step more into being my husband's resource, right. As we are, and your resource, right. As we are 
And we are getting resources in the sex world because we read charts here on Astromanics. We do relationship charts, all that stuff. Um, I We're also going to be doing classes, right, that talk about how to touch your person or how a person might like to be touched based upon their chart, which all has to do with sex or leading to sex, consensual, all that stuff. So I, I expect resources will go up because also what's transiting that house right now is North and South Node. So taking on a releasing debt. So I hope to be taking in more second house resources and then releasing debt in that eighth house there. So I expect that. But sexually, what I expect to happen is I have noticed a couple, I've noticed three women in my sort of life who I have been um sort of like sexually attracted to it i do have to state though that like i don't when i think of women i don't think of them as like i want their vagina in my face i just don't you know because like that doesn't sound good you know we're the same i don't know if it's our aries or what but um that's literally what i tell jeremy too i was like i i feel like i'm like almost could be bisexual and how much i appreciate women right except that i don't want a badge in my face I don't I have no desire right right and so it's funny that you've given me words that I didn't have before that to try to describe right my curiosity but my also my limit like yes well so that's also what broadcasts and then I think astrology can help us define so extremes Pluto Scorpio right extremes so that's an extreme that I know that I don't want as of currently I also know that when I get into sex brain because I have been to sex clubs when I get into sex brain, um, things fly out the door. Things I did not think I would do, I will do, right? Um, so I think that's interesting to note. Um, so I wonder if I will end up having uh, some sort of a sexual experience with a woman. There are, uh, There's one woman in particular who goes to broadcast who I've noticed from day one. She's very masculine looking, right? She definitely identifies as a she, her. I got to talk to her this most recently. I know who you're talking about. You do. And I got to talk to her. And um, she was in the military. She was in the army. I don't know why. I, my Aries, I think, just falls for that. And I think my Venus in Pisces does, too. It tells me she's got to have something in Pisces because. There's there's confidence and swagger there. And I think you just swooned. Yes. Right? Yeah, And then there also, she's Sagittarius, right? Because she is not from the states she's from like columbia or something so that's my my neptune pisces right related planet is in sagittarius so uh i uh i like i to could feel i could feel the chemistry you could i, was, I could <laughs> i could feel it it was palpable right um right so there so i wonder so what um astrology and what i'm hoping to teach in these classes is ways to not have to go extreme sexual your your vagina on my face right now right instead it'll be like you're a Sagittarius right she's a Sag sun um let's roughhouse right and like do some roughhousing stuff let's Jeff and I were talking and laugh yes dark humor right joke and then um Sagittarius rules the thighs so then you can touch the thighs yes and yes, exactly. All those things. So I hope to be able to teach people how to start there rather than jump to sex, right? Like, right. where can you start to know, right? Or some people need to be friends first. So I have this dream of like touching somebody 
in a consent, like their feet, right? Pisces rules the feet. It's Pisces moon. Maybe I'll give you a foot massage, you know, or something while we, but, um, so what I expect to happen is I expect to have probably another, uh, either sexual awakening, right? Maybe finish out the cycle. You know, I'd love to love to, uh, finish out, you know, sort of that whole cycle with, uh, Johnny Dash who I met. Right. But I don't know that that will ever happen because he's not available for talking it out. It seems like, right. He's, he's ghosted me. He's a Pisces son, you know? Well, tune in, um, what next time for our twin flame chat, I think where we're going to talk about Johnny Dash more, right? Um, yeah, yeah, we will. Mm-hmm. We have an upcoming episode that's going to be specifically focused on that. So, right. Because it could be something more karmic, more deeper. You might not be finishing the cycle yet. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There's always more to learn. And that's what twin flames teach you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Going through the same thing at the same time, learning the same things, even if they don't come together. They mm. tend to learn side by side. So this right? is interesting. This is a topic that is hard for me to talk about. It'll be interesting to talk about this topic for me because that touches in that Scorpio house and I'm making public right, my side anyway. Right? Welcome to my world. Podcast about sex for Scorpio rising. <sighs> Mary, you're so brave. You're so brave. Thank you for being so brave. We just see each other here. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. It's like there's still the vulnerability, right? So it's like being um, more transparent for the sake of vulnerability feels noble, which I think both of our things need, right? Right. Your ninth house, Sag, Mm -hmm. Neptune, right? Sag time. Right. I think we're willing to fight for the vulnerability and the truth and stuff like that. So then it becomes easier to be. Well, and your eighth house is Gemini and Gemini is online, right? Is curious, is seeable, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Anything else we wanted to do? I think that was pretty much it. Oh, that's it. Um, The other years for eighth house perfection, 55 and 57. Yeah, that's right. So you'll have, I'll have another one at 55. We have a specific email for this podcast now. Ooh, I'll have to put so if you've in. experienced mm-hmm. an eighth house perfectionary and you can remember something from it, right? Maybe maybe send it into our email um, astromatics.pdx at gmail. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Easy. But yeah, that's I, we want a, an easier way to connect and talk to people on for this podcast specifically right so I think maybe if people just get comfortable with the idea of like if something resonates and you want to talk about like oh this was my eighth house experience right whether you want it to be anonymous or you just want to share with us you don't want it to be shared whatever it is right even even deeper down the path of tell us your secrets but um right but yeah, no, I love that we're going to have a dedicated email that kind of for a lot of this type of stuff. So yes, hit, hit us up. Yeah, hit us up. So yeah, Friday the 13th, we're still talking about sex. We're just talking about the dark house, the darkest house, if you will. The most difficult house, one of the difficult houses to talk about because vulnerability and shit. Transformative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Friday the 13th, Um, you know, if there's no like 
clear connection between the two. It just is what we intuitively felt like fit together. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, um, I, when I think of Friday the 13th, like Lacey said at the beginning, I think superstition and mystery. And so that's where I would say eighth house connects. And so, yeah, people um, who have, uh, yeah, yeah. Eighth house prominent stuff tend to be a little bit sort of psychic. Right. Um, we could talk about so Jeff, my husband. I don't know if we want to like maybe mm-hmm. maybe also email us what your eighth house placements are. Yeah, and how mystery and magic and other people's money and Friday the Thirteenth feel for you. Right. right, like that could be interesting to kind of get um, an opinion on. Right, because right? okay, I'm a Scorpio rising. Mm-hmm. I have Venus there. I have. Uh, my rising obviously right Pluto, Pluto right and I love Friday the 13th I've never had any bad luck that I can think of specifically right I remember as a kid maybe being more afraid of it like it was painted as kind of a bad or scary thing right and, um but I I don't know I kind of as an adult dig it especially because usually there's tattoo places that are doing deals mm-hmm. almost always so to me, it seems like a, a holiday. Right. Almost, right? Or like, I'm obsessed with the new show Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Right? And, it, and the first episode, um, the the principal asked, oh, you must have been born on a Wednesday. And she was like, no, I was born on Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Morticia says she's named after my favorite, was it lullaby or children's poem or something? <laughs> yeah. Wednesday's child is full of woe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Anyway, it's a it's a vibe. It's vibe. Well, I feel like um, I know they considered it like an unlucky day. I know France is the first like actual recorded Friday the Thirteenth is a bad luck day. Um, is it was no- it attributed to something? Was there a war? No, like why was it unlucky? Uh, no one actually knows where it fully one hundred percently comes from. Friday, bad luck. It was it was the one day in Greek mythology that was ruled by uh, a woman, specifically Venus, and she was known as the Morning Star. Who else do we know is referred to as the Morning Star? Lucifer, because that's the word it comes from. So Satan, right? Christians made it that. So that's so anything that was ruled by women was considered bad luck, and that's partially where it comes from too. I know, fuck, fuck all I am. But yeah, right? Okay. Um, which may, it gives me more Black Moon Lilith vibes than anything. Yeah. Right? Oppressed women, specifically. Right. But, um, but yeah, I think um, I think it's cool. I really like Friday the 13th, which is why we wanted to do a special episode. It was kind of almost like a special holiday kind of almost thing for us. Mm-hmm. Um we really enjoy the forever Halloween crowd, right? We we enjoy going to vendor events that are creepy, crawly. I do. Very unconventional people. Very I'm, eighth house. Yeah. Right? We tend to surround ourselves with eighth house people. I sort of like less the whole, any kind of horror. That's the other thing about like Scorpio vibe. It's not really about horror or gore or anything like that. In fact, most Scorpio places I know don't even like that honestly it'd probably be more Aries in a way depending on like where it's placed right a little bit more of like or maybe it's more Gemini right Mm. like they get they need so much stimulation that even like Mm. horror 
it's just a level of stimulation instead of like maybe. Jeff likes word. He's Virgo. Like he kind of like his like his earth shattered maybe a little bit. Like he likes he can watch horror. Not like all the time every day of his life, but like given the right. chance, he likes it. he likes creature feature stuff. You know. Do him and him and Kaylee both have an eighth house fun? Is that right? Uh no. Uh Kaylee has a Venus and a Mercury in the eighth house. So okay. and so she gets money from people all the time. Venus people in the eighth Not house. Not even money. Yeah. Just possessions and um yep. food gifts and stuff, right? She's just right. magically uh, Josiah also has a Venus eighth house too. And um he his venus leo so he gets generous things from his friends they'll like bake him stuff like give him stuff like actually seems to be what happens um yeah jeff has a venus in the eighth house so other people uh definitely want to give him money but he will have hang-ups about it because saturn's there but now that he's gotten older saturn loses its grip and he has less of a hard time if somebody wants to support him you know like financially, like as an artist or something like that, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. But that would be hard, yeah. Yeah. But then your life's purpose is also in the the mystery, mm-hmm. right? In that, in that streaming too. Yeah. But maybe another episode. Maybe we'll bring them on specifically and talk about their eight houses together or something. I know because there's so much information, right? So but yeah. Uh, email us. Let us know. Yeah. Um, ideas for more episodes. They have more interviews coming. Yeah. Some really, really good ones. I know. Uh, all right. I think. I think, I think that's good. it. I think we did We're it. We're out. All Love right. you. Love you too. Bye. Thanks for listening. Check out our playlist on our website. We have Zodiac playlists at teamaquarius.com. Mm-hmm.